0: something brand new from the Marist Poll. This time on Poll Hub, we'll talk about our new America Now Index, what the first numbers show, why we built it in the first place, and where we're thinking of taking it. Then, trust in science. Has the pandemic changed the way Americans think about science? Do they trust what scientists are saying? More, or less, the same? We're gonna take a look. So let's get to it. And hi everybody, welcome to Poll Hub. I'm JD Dapper, Director of Innovation here at the Marist Poll. And I'm Lee Merengoff, Director of the Maris College Institute for Public Opinion.
1: And I'm Barbara Carvalho, Director of the Maris Poll.
0: We do lots of polls, and we talk about new polls a lot of the time, but it's pretty rare that we talk about an entirely new thing that we've done for the public that, uh, that is, we think, innovative and super helpful. And that is the America Now Index, or it's kind of America Now indices, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But we launched that this week. And um, uh, let me, Barb, why are we doing this? Why did we think this was something important? What's Cause the Because you deal told there? us we had a J. No, I'm just kidding, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's the end of the show. Thanks for uh, listening. We'll see you next week.
1: Well, you know, just in case anybody hasn't noticed, a lot has been happening um, of late. Uh, particularly the last couple of months. Um, And uh, it's had a major impact, not only um, on many Americans' health, uh, their jobs, their finances, Uh, but also how we interact with each other. And uh, I think given this is a different time, uh, it also requires different measures. So I think we all brainstormed together to come up with an idea of, well, how how can we measure where we are right now, which is what polls do really, really well, and how can we see how things change over time? Um, and polls do that, of course, when you ask the same questions over and over again, you can identify trends and we see, you know, a lot of that for finances, health, uh, social issues and um, all sorts of things. So we decided that we what we would do is we kind of put a circle around all of it, take these different elements, uh, people's finances, how they feel about their health, how they feel about their community and politics, and uh, perhaps even how they trust different institutions and combine that into, well, uh, an index, which is what Americans are thinking and 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 how they're thinking about uh, the present and the future.
2: Barb, before we go any further though, I think it's important, and you did so well on that answer, I'll just toss it back to you. Um, Why is this not just a big poll? Why is it, what makes an index an index?
1: Well, an index takes a little bit more science than just a poll, even though many polls are scientific. Um, And asking questions is a great way to take a look at opinions and attitudes at the moment. We've all talked about our little snapshot theory, our blood test. Lee, I know you're fond of your tasting your stew. Um, and that and that all <laughs> that didn't sound right. <laughs> uh, but you know, and that... we'll
0: refer you to, to Poll Hub episode four for that.
1: <laughs> and um, so moving right so, so so those are those are all those are all great <laughs> and very useful measures. But the thing about an index is is, is several. One, when we we're, we we're, in this particular one, we ask four questions about people's finances, which have to do with how they feel about their finances in their household, their expectations for how things might change in the future whether it's a good time to make investments or uh, purchases and okay I'm forgetting the fourth one who's who's got the fourth one jobs jobs oh my god oh my goodness gracious the um, how could I possibly forget jobs um, and when they're easy to find right now and so those all of those four questions are related to each other and that's very important when creating an index because there has to be a relationship among the questions first of all and second of all they need to be measure, measuring slightly different things so what you're doing is you're putting them together um, but separately, they also tell you um, something very specific about an aspect in this instance of finances. So um, it's, it can be really useful because we average it. Um, We do a little statistics, um, which we explain um, in the methodology. And um, what we'll be able to do is not only explain what's happening now, but going forward as we regularly ask these questions of Americans over time, get to see how we're progressing um, as a as a nation.
2: Yeah and I think it's also important just to point out for you methods geeks out there that this is on a scale of of uh 1 to 10 and
1: zero, zero, 0 to 10. 10 I'm
2: sorry I hate to think of 0 We as
1: we want we desperately wanted a middle position you know yes, from those old go. from those old Likert days you know we just yep. we just had to have a real middle.
2: Yeah so so it's all scaled out and that that be comes the uh, the food for which we, the, the ingredients for uh, which this becomes my, my big stew or whatever I was a minute ago. Um, and I think, though, I would say uh, add one more component to this in terms of our motivation. We're going to be doing a lot of polls on the horse race. This is you know a presidential election year, of course, and we're going to be looking at battleground states. We're going to be looking at national numbers. Um, This gets us into a dynamic that is really driving what's on people's minds right now. And if you're talking about an index on the the economy, an index on healthcare, health summary, um, you're talking about the kind of two intense uh, feelings people have on the one hand, opening up the economy uh taking away the restrictions and trying to get some jobs back into the picture and on the other hand maybe not doing that so quickly as we could we could jeopardize getting right back into the pickle we were in only so recently ago so i think we're getting at two critical issues that are really driving where people are right now, and that's why I think this is,
0: uh, you know, a big motivation for us. So let's let's tell what the numbers are. So let's start. Well, so the, you, know,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. You take a you take a hit at this, Jake, because I know you were really excited about this. So I'd, I'd like to hear what, um, you know, your biggest takeaway is. Right, well,
0: this. let's let's get the numbers out first. So the so right now, uh, in this first release, we're releasing two numbers, um, and and in the future, as we ask a, a broader series of questions about a broader series of issues, as, as Barb mentioned, we're going to have a single number, and it'll be the America Now index. This number will tell you where America is headed, where we think we are at any given time. But right now, we gave we wanted to start with two separate ones. So the economic index right now is at 4.1. So on a scale of zero to 10, not great. Uh, 6.2 is the number for the, the health summary. And so that's where when we asked these questions, we got in the field and we came back and we looked at these numbers. And again, these are a series of questions that are averaged to come up with a single number. Uh, it was not surprising and it was certainly consistent with what we're seeing in a huge number of polls with people's growing concern about the economy as opposed to a lessening concern about healthcare. And I think it didn't surprise me is that it stood out that this is a great you know moment in time. And... When we do this on a periodic basis and we see this number, we see the economic number and where it's going, we see the health number and where it's going, it's going to tell us an awful lot about how Americans are thinking, first of all, but also how we're thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. We can't predict the future, but you can certainly ask Americans what they're thinking about the future. And I think that's what we're going to see. And I think that's where it's really valuable. All these polls, including the ones we're doing, are great. But to have a single number you can follow, it's kind of just like the Consumer Price Index yep. that we have followed for, what, 40 years. It, it gives you an easy to understand, here's where we are right now in a numerical format. I think that's different. I think it's super useful. Um, for, for all of Yeah. And Jay, the 6.2 on the health outlook versus the 4.1 on the
2: economic outlook is being driven by what I thought was really interesting. The most optimistic answer on the economy, which was about, as you just said, where they think they will be better off financially in their household in the next few months. That's the most optimistic component of that. That scores lower than the weakest one on the healthcare. Index. Right. So the yep. best we got on the economic was 5.0, the least score on the healthcare was 5.5. And that had to do with current risk to your health being low. Um, Jobs is clearly influencing the economic one and the the difficulty uh, of the employment picture, but all of them uh, are, you know, south of where each of the components on the healthcare was. So we'll see. Then we that's this will be our baseline.
1: For me, I, I think what was really interesting was you could really see the fault lines that are defining our politics right now. And, and I and believe it or not, I, I actually don't mean partisanship right now. Um, when you look at women, for instance, uh, and you look at the difference between women who have a college education and those who don't, um, you're, you're just looking at an enormously different experience um, and a completely different outlook um, on both measures, both finances and health care. Um, women without a, a college education um, are having a much more difficult time. Uh, they' not they're not seeing I, uh, really the government um, and they're not seeing the system itself uh, working for them. Uh, when you look at women with a college education, it's, it's dramatically it's dramatically different. Now on finances, uh, women in general uh, are much much more concerned um, and more pessimistic than men are. But I thought it was really very interesting Interesting to see those different experiences across um, you know across de- different demographics uh, across the uh, different contours of the country geographically um, you know not not su- surprisingly not as much um, racially um, but certainly uh, certainly there are significant de- uh, you know, differences that we see that are defining our politics uh, and our, our polarization and our partisanship.
2: So we'll be able to dig down into the different components and the different demography, as Bart was just talking about, but we also have this overall barometer of each of these two things. So what happens in the next few months as we do more of these uh, as Jay said, we're going to expand it into a national outlook, uh, but also we're going to get a sense of just what's happening trend-wise on the economy and on healthcare as we try to dig out in both of those areas right now as a nation.
0: And we'll put a link to this uh, into the show notes, uh, so you can, find, you can also just go to maristpoll.marist.edu and it'll be the very first release up there right now, or second after this poll hub uh, gets there, but you can take a look at it and, uh, and track it uh, over time, just as we will be
1: doing. So we go from talking a little bit about some new science to looking at uh, some questions that have actually been trended over time. Uh, The Pew Research Group uh, has released an analysis of a study which actually consists of two separate research projects that they did. Um, One is a newer poll, which was uh, done from uh, April 29th through May 5th. Um, and another is a new analysis of a similar national poll that they did uh, about a, a week earlier, both with incredibly large sample sizes from their panels, almost uh, uh, ten, at least 10,000 um, interviews with US adults and almost 11 in the, uh, the one that's uh, closer now. But the topic being not just about the coronavirus pandemic, but also about what Americans think about science Scientists uh, and the medical community. Uh, so, which one of you wants to wants to take on uh, a little bit of a description of the findings on how uh, the coronavirus and this COVID experience has uh, impacted people's impressions of science?
2: I'll take on one key point. One of my big takeaways was this: was you know, from this year to last year. Overall, the scientific community, I thought, did pretty decently, at least if I'm reading this correctly, that the numbers showed some improvement uh, in terms of people's sense of medical technology, medical science, who has the interest of the public at heart. Um, some things had an upward direction, which is really a positive in a time when so much is doubted and there's so much uh, attack going on to have something that was Positive out of these numbers, I thought was really uh, impressive. And, yeah, uh, for
1: instance, um yeah. confidence in medical scientists went from thirty five percent last year to forty three percent now.
0: yeah, and that and, and that's something to talk about. I mean, something to think about. Yeah, I think what what really stood out to me here was that don't not thinking about right now, in the midst of the pandemic and the amount of attention that science is getting. This is, you know, they've asked these questions year after year. And so the trend, for instance, in confidence in scientists to act in the best interests of the public. This isn't about medical. This could get lumped into climate science, all kinds of stuff. That has steadily increased since 2016. And and a great deal has gone from 21 to 39, from 2016 to now. And a fair amount's gone from 55 to 48. It's dropped a little bit, but that's because most of that share has gone to almost four in 10 Americans have a great deal of confidence in scientists asking to act in the best interests of the public. I'm, I'm actually shocked by that based on the amount of um, partisan um, wrangling and our anger there is around climate science, it's a great example, but around uh, various uh, you know, topics that are scientific that are in the public realm.
1: Are there any clues as to why that is? Because it does seem counterintuitive. I mean, we've been having all of these debates about science, particularly climate science. I mean there has been all this discussion during COVID about uh, you know what can work and what doesn't work, um, and lots of, lots of different voices. Uh, is there a clue as to how these numbers actually would be going up when you know intuitively you might think they'd be going down?
0: I, I mean, looking through the Pew numbers, I don't see that like answer, because uh, that was one of the things I was looking for is why is this happening? They do have some partisan splits. They ask questions about sci- uh, scientists versus medical science. They begin to break it down that way. But I didn't see anything that, that answered that question. I think that's a fascinating question. I think that's something, how do we determine why there's this counterintuitive trend going one way when we would think you know, I, clearly we're thinking about the wrong things or, or incorrect markers if it's going the opposite direction. But I don't know what they are. I didn't see it in, in this poll. I didn't. No. Lee, yeah. did
1: you see well, anything?
2: No, but I, but one of the things I would I would uh, point out I think is the when you have one out of every four households, you know, I'm sorry, employed people, workers now, you know, seeking unemployment benefits. Uh, when you have a hundred thousand plus uh, Americans. Uh, who have died from this in the past three months. Um, To my way of thinking, it makes a lot of sense to start looking at, you know, who knows something about how we, these are not just little wrinkles in our normal day of life. These are not incremental changes. These are huge upheavals and and, and, and huge attack on, on normal as we know it. So I think there is some need, look, We didn't know, I didn't know much about, you know, the coronavirus when this started out. And, you know, when it does, it becomes, you know, something that you as an individual want to know something about. And you want to know what you should be doing. And you want to rely on... Some people would look at the best information available to them, which for my way of thinking, and apparently a growing number of Americans, are the people in the public health community. Uh, I think that's you know, a logical place to look for the kind of expertise that's going to help guide us through this. And a lot of what they've said um, you know, at the time seemed really shocking that we could have 100,000 Americans in the first wave and a lot of people said that it's impossible and look what happened uh the tragedy of that in the numbers alone and then also the the shakedown in the economy so i think you look for people who have some insight into this and i think that's a logical place to go the fact that more americans are doing that not everybody by any scope of the imagination any stretch of the imagination but the fact that more people are doing that than would have in prior to this kind of crisis i think is a little comforting in an era where everything is under the microscope of doubt, uh, which well, we
1: all uh, well. Let me let me go through just some. Let me just okay, go sure. through the, the numbers of some of the main points here that were in this uh, this research. Uh, so confidence in medical sciences. We we talked about it. Jay, you mentioned um, in 2016, uh, people who said that they had a great deal of. Uh, um confidence in medical scientists was uh 24% it was 35% last time and now it's 43% so those are num- those numbers it was great deal um confidence in in scientists overall have gone in the last 4 years from 21 to 39 um the ethical standards of medical doctors um very high uh 23 last year 35 this year and uh, overall, the the views of medical doctors, mostly positive, um, has pretty much stayed the same, uh, 74 last, last year, 72 now, and medical research scientists have also pretty much uh, stayed the same. But I think it's interesting that the fact that what has changed is um, those areas that tend to be... Um, more more public, as opposed to the concept of you know your personal medical doctor uh, who people generally do have a great deal of confidences. and it is it is counterintuitive to to the, the debate that we've been having here. I know we've mentioned it lots and lots of times in the past, um, but partisanship does seem to have and play a significant role um here in people's in people's attitudes and um you know one of the changes has been that more democrats more democratic leaning independents i think have had a more uh positive outlook where uh, republicans and independents who lean republican tend to have had more of a steady state opinion of the scientific community but certainly um you know an interesting study of yeah. one that is that went much more even in depth than we are discussing here and worth taking a look at.
2: Yeah, I wanted to make two, two points in summary. One, the political fallout on this uh, is very important. I mean, I saw just a Facebook ad that the Trump campaign took out where you have Donald Trump without a mask standing in front of the American flag and Sleepy Joe, we know who that is, wearing a mask that says Sleepy Joe on it if you don't know who that is, and he's standing in front of a Chinese flag. Uh, so that's the kind of pull under these numbers. I know it doesn't necessarily end up easily, but that's the kind of thing we're going to get more of. This kind of like uh, mask, no mask, social isolation, no social isolation. But I want to make one other just point real quickly. Is uh, we talk about lab polls as being snapshots in time, uh, and obviously our index is something else. This is a panel, uh, and and maybe you can just talk just a little bit about what that. Provides as a unique opportunity.
1: Well, I think what we can do is, um, you know, panels are good for trend analysis. Um, there can be difficulties um, with with the, representative of the representativeness of that over time, but um, certainly, um, you know, we have uh, we have confidence in uh, the Pew Research team to be working at that over time. And what they can do is, they they are actually going to be looking at the very same individuals and how their opinions uh, may be changing over time. And and certainly when it comes to science, and I know I've said it a million times how I'm this science advocate, but it is really, really important, especially when you look globally, where you have this distrust of, of science and the difficulties that countries can run into, not only the tragedy of loss of life, but the the also the the economic uh, upheaval that occurs um, within those countries. I'm thinking, you know, specifically of Brazil, who's you know going through also a very difficult time, and where those numbers are are of trusting in science and getting a message that is based um, in the best science that we have at the moment can be can be difficult. But uh, so that was just a you know little little twist. I think I got your panel stuff in, Lee. But thank um, you.
2: I, I see the soapbox you were standing on. Also, even though we are uh-huh. remote.
1: <laughs> we,
0: we We definitely I can't. I
1: can't. I can't help we, it. I just can't help we it. We definitely can't it see each other's. We
0: can't see each other's feet. Don't get the wrong idea, folks. We are on, uh, you know, we have head and shoulders only. That's all we're seeing is we're isolating and doing a
2: podcast. <laughs> I bet someone's <laughs> going to say that will do it for this edition of Poll Hub right now. Well, I was
0: going to, but you got started. So take it away.
2: Well, that will indeed do it for this edition of Poll Hub, which is a production of the Marist Poll at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, where none of us are at the moment but hope to be back really soon. Mary Griffith is our executive producer. Casey Schaff is our editor. And Amelia Morell is our production assistant. Without those three, this doesn't happen.
1: And also, th- particular shout out for Amelia because she also helped us uh, last time around. Uh, re- not only uh, suggesting but researching uh, uh, top the topic last week, and um, she continues to do that going forward. So thanks, Amelia, and also you know give a shout out to Dad. We, we know that uh,
2: and the uh, new dog, the new puppy, and the
1: new, and the new puppy Hudson, uh, who's uh, um, at seventeen pounds at. Uh, at three months. So he's got, a, he's got a long way to go. We also want to thank the Roper Center Archive the Cornell University for providing us with the ability to look back at survey questions and results over the decades. That's how we can look at snapshots and also take a long view look.
0: And if you've got questions, uh, you can reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Maris Poll. If you want to learn more about polling and all the things we talk about every week, we've told you about it, the Maris Poll Academy it's an online academy. Don't let the word academy scare you. It's actually fun and easy and engaging, and it's free, so check that out. And uh, just a, a mention again of the America Now Index, our new index that uh, we released this week, and we'll be updating over the course of forever how long? Maybe maybe forever. This index could live to 150, long beyond any of us. We don't know, but it is a state of America's thinking about what's going on and uh, so uh please take a look at that the uh connection to that or the link to that sorry are in the show notes so finally as we say every week stay safe and as america opens up as it is uh you know take care be careful as you get out there and re-engage with your fellow americans